0: Dan Morgan here. I hope you're doing well. I want to announce that we are launching the how to be an elite advisor course. We are combining all of our best teachings and ideas into a course that you can complete in less than a week. I want to share with you the best ideas that I implement within my practice that have helped me achieve more than I ever thought possible. I want to share how I have unique meetings with clients. What's the mindset of an elite advisor? How do you prospect in a way that'll separate you from other advisors? At the Elite Advisor Network, we reject average. I want to help you see what your full potential is and reach it faster. Set time aside this week to take the course. Click on the link or go visit gobeelite.com. We'll talk to you soon. Today, we're going to talk about pricing. Uh, One of our stakes in the ground is that we believe advisors' time has value. And the industry is giving away a lot of value, which if that's your practice today, that's fine. But we would challenge you to say, if there's a model where you can do exactly what you're doing today, continue to add a lot of great value, manage assets, help clients with insurance, but add a piece to your business where a client can actually get value from you without having to buy something, we are fully bought into that model. For my personal practice, it has changed the type of clients we get to work with. So big believers, we challenge everybody listening to that model. Uh, come to one of our events. If you want to challenge me in person, let's do it. Nobody has won one of those arguments <laughs> with me yet, but I'm always open for it.
1: That's yes. So knowing that most people listen to this believe the idea that their time and their ideas have value, that, 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 that's when people start to get into the, okay, but explain this, 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 and this. And one of the very first things they ask is, how do you decide how much to charge and then how to charge? As in, is it is one big check? Is it a, the smaller check every month? Is it for three months? And so because we have been able to interact with so many different advisors and also just companies that allow for different sort of pricing Mm -hmm. um, or restricted to certain pricing. Uh, We've got, uh, I think a pretty healthy perspective on the different
0: progression of and types of pricing. Uh, So I appreciate how we laid this out is this is almost like an emotional slash experience progression. But uh, caveat, compliance matters. And depending on where you work, what your team has decided, we work with firms where the firm has said, this is what you have to charge. Um, So taking all that into account, we're going to give it to you from what we've seen combined across the industry to say, here are various ways of charging, pros and cons of each. At the baseline, what I always tell people when we do our events is your fee needs to match your service model. And so if you're at a firm, large firm, small firm, and somehow there is... Uh, protocol in place that limits your flexibility with altering your fee model, please make sure that the fee you're charging matches your service. If your firm says, hey, you can't charge more than $2,000 for a financial plan, do not meet with that client every month. Go to meet with their CPA and their attorney. Yeah. Quickly, this model will frustrate you. But if for $2,000, you had such a streamlined process that in four hours of total work, you blew their mind and they were happy to come back and they wanted to refer you people, you can create an experience that you can deliver quickly that is still profitable for your business, absolutely,
1: so again, these touch on emotion, but also this on a practical standpoint, um, you know how do you decide on the amount you charge and there is a progression and and the first kind of pricing is fear pricing, and the reason we call it fear pricing is I've asked multiple advisors why did you choose that amount, and it said, "I was afraid to charge any more than that, and it's interesting. Is that that amount is you know people don't talk to to each other about setting this amount, but the the fear amount is usually around fifteen hundred to maybe two thousand dollars, but usually less than two thousand dollars. Yep. So why aren't you charging more than that? Where'd you get that number? I was just afraid to charge any more than that. That's how they kind of came up with the number. So hmm. the the but there's some actually good things about this, and I and I like to encourage advisors when I talk to them. It's good when you have charged when you're charging anything because it shows that you think that your time has value. It also shows that you've gotten uh, approval to charge for your time. And also, um, it really sort of gets the internal machine moving forward that's like, hey, I'm going to get the
0: reps in. You you did this, Dan. I mean, your first plan was like 1,500 bucks. Yeah, it's amazing now that I look back and we've been teaching this for three years now. I've been doing it for about five, a little more than five, is that before we even had all this data that we gather from advisors and we gather from large firms and I think the average across now is something like $1490 mm-hmm. was about what my first plan was mm-hmm. and I just made it up. Yeah. But it was fear-based and I was like there's I just don't think it's worth it. They're not going to pay me for it. But the biggest win for that even though I lost money on that deal was it broke that seal of oh actually it, it has value and there's somebody out there that will pay me for it. Yeah. Yeah. Now those are the positives. The problems are that
1: it's not scalable and it's you know I can I can do that a few times. Sort of like if your neighbor says, "Hey, can you help me move something?" Sure. But they're like, "Hey, Stan, we're going to start a moving company, <laughs> and I'm not going to pay you." You're like, "You know that doesn't scale very yeah, well because I have an actual real job." It you know. Does. So as a one-off or two-off, it's fine. Maybe three or mm-hmm. four or five or six. Maybe maybe ten. But at some point, you go, "Hold on, this is not working." You know that myself, my time, my team's time is worth more than that. Um, I think another problem is that when these prices are that low, this investment in in your plan is that low, it doesn't communicate a whole lot of value. Mm-hmm.
0: It, it's, it's yeah, it definitely wh- doesn't create urgency yeah. in a person's world um, for them to say, I believe in this enough to commit this amount of money. And that's on us as advisors to show the value is there for them to even pay it. Yeah. So if, if somebody comes in and you're like, hey, I'd like to be your advisor. I'm going to do good things for you. Here's a bill for three grand. And they say no, well, I'm not surprised. But if you have a dynamic whiteboard session, you give them ideas. And in there, you've given them ideas that pay for you 10 times over before right. they leave the room. Th- that They shouldn't say no to that value if you do it correctly. But there is a cost to having somebody as a client. You have to figure out what that point is, and we, and we challenge advisors that somewhere around three to thirty five hundred should be your minimum fee. And if you're scared of that, then make sure you step up your service so that it's a deal. Like mm-hmm. they get so much value for it. But but at this point, you're probably losing money. You're probably slightly frustrated. Mm. There's pros to it, but it's not going to scale. It's it's a season that you need to get through as quick as you can.
1: Yeah, that's a great way of saying it. And and you point you touched on this a little bit, but. At this price point, you will resent some clients for contacting you, quote unquote, too much. That's right. And the problem is, you gave them an all-access pass for fifteen hundred dollars. They're just using the pass, mm-hmm. right? It, it's not—it's not their fault that you sold them a pass, right? And, you, and, and and the other issue is a lot of times early on, you're just not very clear on expectations.
0: Your service schedule is not very dialed in, uh, and so yeah, it's probably you, because you don't know what it is yet. Yep. It, it took us a little while to. And we're still dialing it in to where it's like, how does somebody say yes, clearly understand what they're getting? And we even use visuals of a timeline of saying, okay, we're going to do this first, then this. Right. So as much as possible. And we still leave in there that, hey, we're, we're available. If something happens you have no one else to call, call us. But if possible, we're pushing those questions to the next strategy meeting. You train your team to say, we're, we're getting, going to do everything in our power to streamline this, uh, knowing that we'll get pulled off every once in a while by somebody from a situation they didn't expect. But you are in control of this service model.
1: The next uh, stage of pricing is confidence pricing, and this is where you simply raise your prices because you've you've realized and recognized the actual value of your services. You're saying, "Oh my gosh, I could literally charge twice as much. It mm-hmm. would still say yes. My staff would be compensated better. As in, you know, that, that it's not you're not going to be losing money on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would also say this: one of the biggest pros is that it will attract more ideal clients. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that if uh, bargain hunters will talk to other bargain hunters, right? Uh, but once you charge this level of fee, and again, we, we encourage people to start at around that $3,500 mark, is that people will see you as a professional, yep. right? Like, I don't expect great food for $5 that's for right. a meal, yep. right? I'm like, yep. okay, that's not gonna be good for me, right? Yep. Now, I, mean, I've, I have a different expectation the higher the fee goes.
0: Yeah. And as you hear us talk through these pricing models, we I'm comfortable with all different types of models. We've had advisors that charge 300 bucks a month. We have advisors that charge 50 grand up front. There's so many ways to do this. We are giving you way, uh, different variations. Option one, we're saying you need to move through it. I don't want you to hang there. Mm-hmm. Option two, could somebody sit in this for a while if they came to me with an amazing business model that scaled and created other lines of business for them? There's a version of tier two that I'm like, okay, I'm okay yeah. with that. Unfortunately, still people at this point give away too much value, or they stay stuck in giving the $1,500 value, or they're not checking in enough, they don't have a streamlined process, and that even 3500 to a person is like, wait, why am I paying this? And so at all times, think of how much time you're spending, your service, and the fee, and, and we need to keep those in alignment. Whatever your, ser- your billing service model is, we're open to different variations of it. We're not going to tell you about one, but those have to be in alignment.
1: Another negative to confidence pricing is that you. This is usually accompanies a twelve month cycle. So you're saying, hey, it's going to be this much, either quarterly or or, or semi annual, whatever it might be, uh, or monthly. And so you feel like you have to do something every month for this person. Mm-hmm. This is sort of the twelve month service plan. Mm-hmm. And you know, as an as an example, on a harder charge live event, we go through and show what you do every month for the twelve months mm-hmm. whenever that person onboards but there can feel a like pressure. If I'm paying you the same amount as your client every month, I feel like you should be doing something for me every month, mm-hmm. almost to the same degree. Um, and uh, you know, it's like, if I have a subscription to a movie service, it's like, I expect the same amount of movies available every month. That's not like, oh, this month you have one tenth. Or this month you get none. Like That's that right. doesn't make sense. I pay every month, right? right. So you, that, that, that could be an issue. But one of the other positives of the confidence pricing, let's just say it's in the $3,500 and above price, is that you stop worrying about or focusing on, I have to sell a product because mm-hmm. you're starting to realize like, even if I don't place a product or gather AUM, it's still worth my time.
0: Yep. When right? you get to this pricing point, and I'm going to assume you have somewhat of a streamlined business model where this can scale at this level, you're going to realize like, wow, this is profitable. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm actually making money here that can fund other things. I
1: think this is the six-figure. Like, you can do six figures here. Oh, easy. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, at 3000 yeah, you're doing, you know, 20 plans. Right. And that's not that hard. Like, at the end of the day, you may right now be listening and think, Sten, those clients don't exist. I believe that once, too, until I started meeting them, and I realized there's a lot of them. There's actually more of those people that will pay a fee for time and ideas and advice than those that are ready right now to buy a product from you or move money. That's actually the small group.
1: Yeah. And I think again, proof of this is that you can go find computers. I bought my uh, youngest Lucy um, a Chromebook for her her this year. She's in middle school now, and it was like 160 bucks. It's amazing. I was like, "This is an amazing computer for 160 bucks." You want the cheapest Mac possible? It's like a grand, mm. right? Yeah. And so it's like, well, who, why would you spend a thousand when you can spend 160? There's different. It's different pricing, different purposes. It's mm-hmm. different customers, and so yep. understand there are customers out there. There are clients that. Are happy to spend five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Happy, mm-hmm. right? If they right. if the value's there, right. The third one is time-based pricing. How much time does it take to implement? So one of the positives of this is that you're going to really feel like, oh, okay, I've I've gone back and I've made sense of how much am I paying my staff? How much is my time worth? Mm-hmm. And so it's gonna it's gonna be less sort of like, uh, you know, lick my finger, put it up in the air. What's the wind speed? You know. Yeah. Um, and I'm not going to charge it because I'm confident, and I'm going to charge as much because I know how much time it's going to take me to actually implement. And I also think that if you're if you're thinking that way, your systems are start starting to be improved because it's right. like, okay. How much time does it actually take to do X, Y, and Z? But you pointed out some cons. If you think that you've got time pricing figured out, what what are they?
0: Part of it in the past we called this like time slash complexity, where we had like a, a fee yeah. matrix, and it's like well, if they have trust, if they have this. What ended up happening is it almost felt like every person's engagement was somewhat customized because we tried to justify a different fee for everybody based on what we thought was going to happen. And we knew that if we were helping somebody with a complicated estate plan, there was probably four hours into that. And we had some data to to ballpark it, but then we realized that also was frustrating to scale because the team was like, okay, now we got to redo this. Now we got to redo this. So there is something to be said to be, I want you to be able to justify your fee that you're not just picking it out of the air every time somebody right. comes in. Even if you deliver amazing value and they're happy to do it from a business standpoint, that's that just doesn't feel good. It just For me, it always felt somewhat unkept, untamed. But now where we've moved, and we'll talk about this in a little bit, is more of like a, we have a product. We have a service we offer that's comprehensive, that's a great experience. Yeah. And you pay us for that, but we can deliver it at scale with the same level of high, of high value because I have to consider my team Sten can go out there, and I'm thankful I have, you know, God gave me this ability is to communicate things to people and convince them and get excited with me. Right. But there's times where my my team was like, dang, Sten got somebody else to say yes. Yeah. Because it was so much work. It wasn't scaling as much as I wanted it to. But I look back and, and you know, with some patience for younger Sten, that it, like these were the versions I was working through. Yeah, I think there's stage. something they
1: said that, like, actually you, you know, my son is doing things and saying things to me now that I'm like... <laughs> Man, I said the exact, I mean, I, he said something the other day. It was like, I don't know, it was a couple months ago. And he just like screamed at me on the stairs. I mean, I remember where he, where he was standing. He said something about, you know, like, you know, like, I hate you. Or I was something I was just like, and I didn't react at all. And I was like, why didn't you react to that? I was like, oh, I just like 100% saw myself. It was like <laughs> a mirror. I was like, oh, there's a 30-year mirror of Andy. I was uh-huh. like, because I knew exactly what he was feeling. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I get it. Yep. So here's so when when we lo- when we talk about pricing and pros and cons and 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 understanding like these are these are stages you have to go through. Like my son is like he's gotta go through his teenage angst or whatever, you know, like just want to get through so give yourself some grace, give yourself permission to say, like, oh, I'm right here. It's not a bad place to be because, yep. again, like, guess what's happening? You're always getting paid. Yes, you know, like this right. is a good thing. Yeah, you know, you're, my getting, price you're getting is paid to learn.
0: Right. Uh, and, and at least with our community advisors, we like to hang out with. Is we like to do hard things. Yeah. We don't expect it to go perfect. When something's uncomfortable, it goes wrong. We just chalk it up as it's part of the process. Right. So, so with all of that in mind, wherever you are in this pricing, even if you're like step zero, like I haven't even started doing it yet, with anything that you want to be really good at, you have to start uh, as a beginner. Like you have to be willing to have the discomfort, you know, of walking into a room being like, "Man, I don't belong here," and what are these people talking about? Because then someday you're at the table with ideas. But if you never just Try it, right? You won't get there.
1: So, give yourself permission to go through the process because you'll you'll keep maturing through it.
0: And our hope is with what we talk about, you're going to skip these or you're gonna you're going to accelerate. It. And that's part yeah. of being part of our community is that like, don't take as long as Sten took to figure it out because I had nobody to right to watch. Take our stuff. We'll tell you, hey, we did that. It worked for this long. I'm not going to tell you not to do these stages, but just hang out there just for a few months and then let's move on.
1: Right. So the next version of pricing is front loaded. Uh, which is essentially there's a large upfront fee and then you have a ongoing monthly fee. Mm-hmm. It's so these are some advisors that say, hey, I know it's going to be more work in the first month or two. And then to have me on the team, it's going to be an ongoing. And sometimes this is literally an ongoing as in it's just, let's say, for instance, one advisor that is part of our community, it's five grand for the first, I think, two months. And it's mm-hmm. $1,000 a month just, and it never ends. Yep. And that's in addition to AUM, in addition to insurance. But that's just... To sort of be on our, mm-hmm. our team. I will say, and we said at the beginning, your compliance has to be okay with this. You have to get this cleared, right? But that's a possibility. Now, the pro of that is you are going to get paid more upfront when you are doing more of the work. Mm-hmm. Um, and this can be good for people who want to do, here's their plan. And then th- I think this fits best for people who are doing really active AUM, like really actively managed money mm-hmm. because they can substantiate the monthly sort of activity or the ongoing fee. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would also say that it's still tied to a 12-month calendar. It still like yeah. says, hey, I'm going to be doing something for you every month. So if you don't feel like you can or are doing something every month, this may not be the right one for you.
0: Yeah. And I've heard this put as this is like our onboarding fee. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of advisors I meet that they're pretty much an AUM shop, but they know just based on the things they have to do up front to onboard somebody, they charge a fee for it. I don't know if it's quite a financial planning consulting fee. It's, you know, to put you on our roster, to gather all your data. We know that's time and energy. We're not going to give it away for free. And then shifting to the monthly piece, there is something about, hey, if I'm going to be a line item on your monthly bill, I have an expectation of that. There are some drawbacks to this. We are shifting out of this model now just because the business owners and different things we work with, there's enough complexity that we would have somebody agree to a 12-month engagement. And three months in, we'd learn a lot of new information and realize this should never been a 12-month engagement the company they thought they were going to sell, this thing they thought was going to happen. So much changes in that three to four months at the very beginning Mm -hmm. that that kind of moves us into what we'll talk about kind of next step is what if I get into that engagement and I'm like, oh no, like I don't have enough to do. The thing I thought I was going to do, they don't want anymore. And now I have them on the hook and they're paying me and I don't know how to justify it. Mm. I give you permission now, double check with your compliance, to go to a client and say, this is no longer a good fit what we thought we were going to do is not happening anymore as opposed to sitting there and having that feeling in your gut of like, how do I keep justifying my value? Right. I hate that feeling. I don't want to take someone's money unless I know, hey, this is going to be a home run that at the end of 12 months, there's a chance they say, I worked with them, but it wasn't that valuable. Does
1: Elon feel this way about the Cybertruck? Because he took deposits
0: (laughs) like three years ago for that thing and it's still not out. Uh, God bless him for getting all that money. But, but But, But that's, we're not, this isn't in stone. It's your business. Right. And so if you get into an engagement, 12 months is a while. So if you are in this 12-month flow and it feels like something's like, be the one to bring it up versus the client feeling it and not saying it to you and you not saying to them, like, hey, we thought it was this. Do you go to them and refund the entire fee and say, hey, this, this was just different. We're here to help. Let me know when things change. Do you just stop it there and say, hey, let's check back in in six months? Yeah. The goal for planning consulting is not to get every single dollar possible from somebody. It's to add a lot of value, generate a profitable income stream for your business, but leave them with a great experience so they either come back and do other business with you or tell people about it. So don't put that at risk by being so set in uh, a 12-month calendar.
1: Let me ask a, a specific, and um, let's just say you ha- you meet with them and you think you're gonna do five things, one, two, three, four, five, and it turns out that number four was one, probably the biggest like impact. Like, oh, that one, that maybe the a half a million dollar idea, mm-hmm. right? And then you go through and let's say your fee is $15,000. And then turns out number four is not going to happen. That's where you're saying, "Hey, I'm going to go back and say, you know, hey Mary, um, you know, I know we agreed to this fee for this amount. Of we turned out number four is not going to work. Mm-hmm. I I think there's a case to say, you know, we're going to refund half your fee or something like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, or you uh-huh.
1: reduce the monthly retainer moving forward. Right. So, so just on a practical level, that's yep. what we're talking about. Is if that's you have right. an idea that you think is going to work, and then for some reason, and we know this happens. Mm-hmm. For some reason, it doesn't happen.
0: Yeah, we had, and I'll give you this real life scenario for us: is we have this guy. He thought he was going to develop something like 400 homes in, outside of Atlanta, so he needed a new CPA. He was raising money. He wanted an attorney. He wanted us to talk to about just kind of like what LLC should uh-huh. it be in for him, like a lot of complexity. And so we engaged. I think it was like a fifteen thousand dollar plan. It's important that we're not telling him, hey, we're not doing your taxes. You know, you need to get other people on the team, but we will represent you in this uh, when it comes to your financial plan two to three months in, he didn't get the funding he thought he was gonna get. So he pivoted to trying to raise the money on his own, which when, you, when you're when you in a money raise, like that's all you care about. Like We could have talked about his 401k and his life insurance planning, and his estate planning, but it's like, no, if I don't get this money, this deal's done, don't talk to me about anything else. Right. So even at that moment, everything was different. All the other stuff we were gonna do for him, he's like, I don't even wanna talk about it. And then fast forward two months, he's missing the raise and the deal's falling apart. But now the CPA he got put in place that was a thousand bucks a month when before he was paying a CPA uh, two hundred bucks a year, all of a yeah. sudden that's a huge pain. Yeah, and he's frustrated about that, and all of a sudden he's frustrated about our fee, and so uh, we're sensing this feeling of like, okay, things have derailed. Yeah, everything feels like a burden versus a value add. And I had to go to one of my team members and be like, hey, w- why are we still doing this? And for my team member, and this was on me, is I never communicated to them like you have the authority to to say or come to me and say, hey, Stan, I think we need to just stop this engagement. Yeah. yeah. And that uh, the relief I saw on his face when I gave him permission to do that, because the goal is not to just trap somebody. It's like, if we're adding value, great, but if there's a time where it goes sideways- Yeah, the
1: goal is never to trap someone. The goal is always to make them feel like you are the best deal in town. Like, it's no. um, what I, I cannot believe for $15,000, I got this much value. That's right. And the problem is there's things that happen, and you guys all, you know this, if you're listening to the show, if you've ever done an insurance thing, and you're like- this looks like the healthiest person in the world. And <laughs> then I remember one time, I don't think I've ever told you this, I got rejected for insurance, for like health insurance, because I had been to a chiropractor. Like the year I was like, I got the letter back, like, because you've been to, da, da, da. I went one time in a year. Oh. And for something in there, like, triggered. And they're like, you know, like, no, I was like, what are you talking about? And, it, and the person who was trying to sell me insurance was like, and yeah, that's the craziest thing I've ever, ever seen. But it happens is my point, right? Oh, yeah. And so what do you do when you base your fee upon these ideas is sometimes you have to adjust. That's right. Right? And mm-hmm. it's like, do what helps you sleep really well at night. And so I was, I was also something called the, the grocery store test. Ever heard this? Mm-hmm. So. It's, if you see them at the grocery store, how would you react? Oh, that's good. So it's like literally seeing them on the aisle, are you going to be like, oh, crap. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, like I forgot something in the back. You know, you just abandon abandoned cart kids run to the car, <laughs> just, right? <laughs> it's Mr. Jones. Awkward moment, right? Yes. Yeah, but it's the grocery store test. It's like what versus them going, "Hey, man, it's really good to see you. Thanks again for for being flexible and understanding that." Like the funny, it's like, "Hey, no problem." Because that's, right. that's that. I and mean, even even though it's a made up scenario, like it still feels good to be like, "Yeah, I want to be able to see them in public and feel good about yeah, it." You know speed. what I mean? Yep. So, so yeah,
0: just remember you are in charge this is your business. You are controlling the engagements. And, and and at times you if you are on a 12-month calendar, somebody will say yes, they'll be really excited. This will happen to you at some point and and something will change. And my hope is you have an awareness of that shift to either get with the client and reorient the engagement and keep it as is or proactively go forward for the sake of your team, for the client, for you and be open to to shifting. So the the last
1: one just to to wrap this up. The condensed pricing is you're going to get paid for a smaller period of time. So you could have a three-month engagement because you just know maybe three to four if it draws out. But you're going to avoid a 12-month necessarily, not yep. in all cases, but in, in some cases you're going to say, "Hey, this is going to take us three to four months. The, the team knows that you know we're going to be really active on this for three or four months. And uh, it's just a more condensed, it's called condensed pricing because it's a more condensed engagement. Um, It also allows for multiple engagements at that point. Mm -hmm. You could come back two years from now and have a different one, but also doesn't sort of keep them on the books like, oh, we have to update them and nothing's really happened. That's right.
0: Right. Yeah. The um, short of doing like a retainer-based model or um, a contingency, I mean, where it's a percentage of the value add, that's tricky in our business because there's some things you could technically claim we just saved you hundreds of thousands. Yeah. And and there's certain businesses out there, whether it's like cost seg studies or R&D credits to where... CPA or different types of firms will say, hey, we get 20 or 30% of the money we save you. And that's based on the idea of, well, it's money you wouldn't have had anyways, so I might as well get a percentage of it. The tough time sometimes is that's like 50, 60, 100 grand. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to cost segregations or R&D studies, I know now that there's firms out there that'll do that for a flat fee. So it'd be really hard for me to go to a client and recommend they go to a firm that charges 30% when somebody would charge them 10 grand and they save $70,000 for the same thing. Right. And so for me personally, I've stayed away from any kind of, hey, I think I'm going to save you this much. I'll take a percentage of it. Just overwhelm somebody with with value. Yeah. Be generous with that. If you someday save somebody a million bucks and they pay you 10 grand, like good for you, good for them. But the 10 grand is still going to be really profitable for my business. Yeah. If, 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 I'm, if I'm saving somebody a million bucks and I get paid 10 grand and I'm unhappy about it, then I'm going to revisit my pricing altogether. We've learned with my practice, we work mostly with business owners is that we had so much value in the first three to four months that we've decided to say, you are onboarding with us in a three-month engagement. There's no commitment, no even talk about an ongoing engagement because we're going to learn so much in that three to four months. Then we'll talk about if we need to stay on the team. Yeah, For me and for my team, we know exactly what to deliver. We have a great process. We have a great, it looks, it'll look great. And they'll be like, this is so much value, but we can't solve everything in three months. So we're going to give them things they can do on their own, but we're also going to say, hey, here's the roadmap oh, by the way, if you want us involved to help you implement it with these next steps, here's what that engagement looks like. But for me and looking out for my team, I want them to know, hey, we know exactly what we're getting when Sten gets somebody to say yes. So they're excited when I get somebody to say yes. And then when we fully understand the client, because we'll dive in really deep in that three months, then as a team we get to decide to say, okay, what does a healthy engagement look like where they're super excited and we're super excited? And maybe out of the five people we could get to say yes to an ongoing engagement, we only take one. Or two, because we really enjoy working with them.
1: Right, love that too. Love
0: that. Well, I'm. I'm, I'm gonna. One tr- thing I'll mention real quick before we uh, is this is the kind of thing, and we'll dive a lot into this in our live event. Yeah. And if you're listening to this before September 2023, September 18th and 19th, yeah. This is an example of the kind of the depth we'll go into something that are, the people, the advisors that leave that event are like, oh, I know what to charge. Yeah. And, that, and that's huge because there's so much clarity in these things where we find advisors are stuck on. Uh, prospecting strategies or my process with my team or what's the next hire I should have. And if you come to our day and a half event, these are things you're going to leave with like, no, I've made that choice.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah,
0: we've got about 10 spots left for
1: that event. And I hope that you'll um, uh, invest in yourself and your business and and join us for that. Um, there's there's going to be a link to that in our show notes or on YouTube. So check that out. Stan, as always, thank you for the very practical advice.
0: Yeah. Thanks, brother.